definitely human. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is the winter of 1926. Dr. Dorothy Taylor has reunited with her friends after five years to chase the echoes of an evil they thought vanquished. Across the snow-buried American Midwest, our heroes have pursued new enemies in league with old ones, always one step behind in a series of crime scenes and disasters. With exhaustion beginning to crush their spirits, they look to a warm light in the woods for some hope of shelter. But sometimes, the light reveals things better off hidden, deep in the shadows of the infinite bad. The Butchers of Goose Lake, Part 6 Deep in the forest of Goose Lake, on the border of Iowa and Illinois, our heroes are lost, tired, and nearing defeat. Now the warmth and light of a fire beckon them to safety. But as they draw nearer, a scene greets them of such unimaginable violence that they are momentarily overcome. There are at least two dozen corpses here, what seems like the entirety of a native encampment, slaughtered and strung up outside the very tents they lived in. Their entrails heave gouts of steam into the frigid air, a grisly testimony to the recentness of this atrocity. Many of their mouths are torn open, throats slashed, and rib cages prized open like turkeys. Hundreds of footsteps have distorted the earth around the campfire into a moonscape of frozen mud, and again a familiar smell lingers, like sickly sweet citrus, an unwelcome but strangely moorish note in amid the overpowering stench of death. And now they begin to hear a small sound, a plaintive whimper. With the wind still swirling around our heroes, it's difficult to pinpoint where it's coming from, but it is clear that there are survivors. Dorothy's heart aches as she strains to locate the crying child and imagines what horrors she must have seen. Our heroes fan out into the camp and try to hold fast against the rising dread. Eleven. Two. Four. Four. 
Okay, so you all fail. You all get. <laughs> uh, you all gain thirty-five dread. Whoa! What's the total dread? You can have a hundred. A hundred, and right. you are yeah. Connie has been over that before. Yeah, <laughs> be my first time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so looking around, you can see at least two dozen corpses. They're all strung up, and there are three figures huddled in different parts of this uh, native kind of village encampment that seem to be moving but uh, because of the wind whirling around you can't really tell which one is 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 whimpering uh you are being warmed up by the roaring campfire at the center which is a solace to you uh so i'm gonna take all your exhaustion away as you're actually just warm again and each of you can regain one hit point can we make sure we've got dick jennings Close to the fire. Yeah, I'm yeah. pulling Dick towards the fire. Like, you all right, Dick? How you doing there, buddy? Uh, he's not conscious at all. You can try to make another examination of him. Sure. 18. Unfortunately, he's not alive anymore. <gasps> no. Oh. oh, God. All right, well, let's find the survivors here and see if we can yeah. do anything. So there's three. There's a young girl... There seems to be a man about middle-aged with a high and balding hairline and an older woman. And they're all injured, but alive. You you don't know what the state of their kind of state of their injuries is, but, but, but they, they're alive. They, they're these alive. Are three are clearly are alive. They're in separate parts of the camp? Yes, they're in separate parts of the camp. I would rush to the little girl. Yeah, I'm going to go to the little hmm. girl first. But I think that one of you should go and approach the man to make it clear that we're not yeah. threatening mm. and we're not going to hurt, well, the, hurt any of them. the man and I'll go to the old woman. <laughs> I mean, I probably don't look... <laughs> I probably look a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> probably all do. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I approach the, the man. Mm. Okay, sorry. So Joey's going to the little girl, Sebastian to the man, Cornelia to the old woman, and Dorothy? I'm going to go to the girl first, I think. So Joey and Dorothy, you approach the young girl. Uh, her eyes are wide. She has uh, bushy hair. Her face is absolutely streaked with tears. She's wearing a crude hide tunic, and she's clutching a straw doll. Uh, she seems to be looking straight at the fire uh, and just sobbing, just wailing and sobbing, just the same note over and over. Uh, but she doesn't respond to your presence at all. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to sort of make calming noises in my throat. Like, it's all right. It's all right. Like that. Okay. And while sort of just checking to make sure she doesn't, she's not bleeding anywhere, that she doesn't have any injuries. I yep. can see. She seems to be completely unscathed. Um, beyond clearly being extremely traumatized. Sebastian, the man is covered in ritual scars and he has a high and balding hairline. The remainder of his hair is drawn back into a tight ponytail and he seems to be carving into his own skin with a broken fingernail, which is sharp at the break, but he completely ignores you. doesn't even look up at you when you come up to him uh, and he seems to be speaking to himself in a language that you can't understand while, while obsessively, compulsively, uh, scratching his own forearm. Ah, uh, hello. Sebastian St. Battenberg, charmed, I am sure, and I hold out my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no response at all. Uh, <laughs> Just leave my hand there. <laughs> Cornelia, mm-hmm. the older woman, she is bound in hides and furs, and from a distance she really just resembles a shaggy pile with a weathered head poking out but she seems to be staring dumbly at the sky. I say, Madam, are you injured? She lowers her head to you, this wizened head lined with thousands and thousands of wrinkles, 
and she opens her mouth and you can see that something seems to have bifurcated her tongue and it's oh. split in two and it's still bleeding oh. and she kind of mumbles and you can't tell if she she would even be able of of coherent language were were her tongue not mutilated in this way oh god okay well i'd like to check it to see if she's she's injured in any other more life-threatening way uh you can't tell any other injuries she seems to be fine besides this this injury that has been made to her sebastian uh you are still speaking to the man he's etching on himself right Mm -hmm. can i sort of i'm like looking at that like does it look like anything that i would recognize like the symbols i mean uh make an occult check 15 you feel like you recognize them you're looking at them and you're starting to make parallels with what you've seen in sophia's journal yeah you feel like there's probably some sort of connection there. You know, I think I've seen those markings before. The um, the markings that you're drawing on your own flesh. I, I think, I, I feel like I've seen them before. His head raises and his eyes find yours. And he says, you with the other men? Uh, I was on a train which crashed. And uh, me and my associates here, we got lost in the woods and... It seemed like we were about to, you know, die. And then we saw the fire. So I I guess we were just lucky. You're a white man like them. That is true. But I'm from England. So very far away. Which which men are you referring to? The men who came here not hours ago. They they killed us all. Hmm. Yes. Are you here to finish the job? I think we're looking for those men to stop those men. I, I feel like we might be on the same side. I thought they were just robbing us. They took us at gunpoint, but then they started, to, they started to tear us apart. What direction did they head in? He starts etching back on his forearm again. Any distinguishing features? <laughs> he doesn't seem to, to be responding right now. How, how many of them were there? He doesn't respond. Maybe stand a little closer to the fire. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you're going to catch... You're going to catch a cold. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, I mean, I have anthropology. Can I make a check of any kind or is it not really helpful in this? Uh, Yeah, you can, you can make a check. Yeah. 11. From what you can see, this seems to be an encampment of, of Native Americans. You don't know exactly which tribe. Uh, This is the kind of encampment that they might stay in for a few weeks, semi-temporary. Uh, besides that, you, you can't tell too much more from what's going on. The language that he was muttering to himself, is that the same? Um, Phil had said something in a yeah. language, right? Does it, did it sound like the same language as this a Native American? It doesn't sound the same to you. Okay. Um, you wouldn't Could really I, know. Would I be able to roll to check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. making would feel familiar. 19. It seems like a totally different language. Okay. Totally. Different. <laughs> uh, what what Phil was chanting had these kind of harsh, sibilant tones in it, whereas this is quite a, a, a rich, melodic language. Okay, okay, guys, uh, let's investigate the scene. All right, investigation checks. Eleven, thirteen, fifteen, three. <laughs> My heart's not really in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're you're comforting the girl more than anything, right? Yeah. Um, I'll give you this one for free. Uh, the party does not have any trouble noticing that uh, the corpses have had all their teeth fully removed. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. As you seem to be investigating all their mouths, 
the man who's carving into the forearm says aloud, loud enough that you can hear, he's only about 10 feet away at a, at a tent near the, the central fire. They took the teeth before, before they fed them. They made them drink. What? Drink what? what? What did they make them drink? I don't know what it was. They said, they said we had poor blood. That's when they started to tear us open. Do, do you think they were trying to do... They have some kind of ritual, right? Like, we've run into these bastards a few times, and the teeth thing, and yeah. the stuff going on inside mm. the hands. Dorothy, you've noticed that around the campfire, there's about six empty bottles. They look exactly the same as the bottles that were in the rear carriage. Indeed, picking one up, you can notice a very strong smell of this kind of rotten lemon citrus note. They made them drink an explosive material. Well, I mean, I guess we don't really know what it is. Yeah. These bodies with the entrails coming out, uh, does it look like they've been cut open from the outside or that something's come out of them? Make a medicine check. 20. Wow. What it looks like happened is that they were cut open from the outside, but that something was creating pressure from the inside. So both. That something (laughs) might have been... So if whatever it was on the inside didn't force its way out, they were cut open in order to allow whatever it was to come out. Dorothy, in Sophia's journal, there were medical illustrations depicting sort of around the... I sort of point to my belly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know... Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the abdomen? No, the, where the... Where, the stomach? Where, the intestines? But where, uh, what women have that men oh, don't. Oh, the uterus? Uh, no, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think perhaps this is some sort of forced birth situation. Oh, that's terrible. But um, it's, it's not just... It's men and women. Uh, yeah. so, were drawings of this in the notebook? Similar, yes. Yeah, but not men. Sebastian, you have seen also a shadow, like a small thing, uh, half buried in the snow near the edge of the village. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll stomp towards it then. Um, Okay. So you see that it's the body of a dead fox. It's half buried in the snow. But the thing that's remarkable about about it and what drew your attention to it is that uh, there's a glint off its face because its face seems to have been ripped off entirely, leaving this reddish glistening skull naked to the wind. Stop. The tendon strands oh. flapping feebly. Uh, make a will save. Five. Uh, you gain five dread <laughs> as visions of the fox-masked man begin to flood you again. This is, this, this is, this is her, this is her. She's, she did this. Hmm. Hmm. Joy, you notice that the child seems to be holding something in the other hand. It's got this straw doll in the crook of one of its arms, but in in her other hand, she seems to be holding something uh, that's, again, glinting in the firelight. Um, I pick up her hand and I say, can I have a look at what, what you've got there? Uh, as soon as you kind of cradle her hand in yours, she looks down at what she's holding and she kind of releases it like very sharply as if she's horrified that she was even holding it. Uh, and then she starts wailing even more loudly. Make uh, an anthropology check with advantage. 20. Wow, very nice. Uh, so you know exactly what this is. This is a medieval Indian bauble. Uh, you studied this in your time at Somerville College. 
And you know exactly the area in India that it is from, in fact. Um, you remember reading about it in one of your books. And it depicts a humanoid figure with six arms. But on closer inspection, uh, you can see that the arms seem to be emerging from within the figure's rib cage, rather than most depictions of multi-armed gods or deities in Indian art, which have multiple arms sprouting from the back. Wow, this is most unusual. I'd like to take a look at the bottles that you said were still there. You said six of them? Mm-hmm. Make an, an investigation check. Ten. So they're fully empty. Uh, they seem to be warm. They were quite close to the fire. Can I identify the citrus fruit that they smell of? Make an appraisal check. 16. Whatever they contain, lemon is definitely an ingredient in them. Okay. Can I tell anything else about the ingredients of it? Uh, there's like animal matter in there, whether it, it almost smells like rendering fat or okay. something like that. It's all natural. It's not like chemical. It, it's not very chemical. No, it smells more like... Okay. Yeah. I think we should try one more time to get some useful information from the man. We should take the bauble to him and ask. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, you take the bauble towards the man. The man uh, doesn't seem to respond to it at all, but he's now looking over towards the other end of the village where Cornelia was previously trying to talk to the old woman. Mm-hmm. And he seems to have stopped carving into his forearm. Uh, you look over at the old woman and she's kind of slumped over now and her face is in the mud. I'm going to go over and try to help her. Okay. As you go over, you notice that her figure kind of shudders a little bit. <gasps> okay. Well, that's a, that's bad. I'm still going to go and try to turn mm-hmm. her over. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Did, did she drink the liquid as well? Uh, Dorothy, as you go over, uh, you kind of cradle her head up or something. Yeah, I want to turn her over so she, because she's got her face in the ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to turn her over onto her back so she can breathe properly. And I Mm. guess I just want to assess to see if I can help her at all. Although it sounds... As you turn her over, uh, you notice that her eyes are are wide open and unblinking. uh, And you notice the very recognizable form of a knuckle uh, sticking out of the woman's mouth and it seems to have curled around the split in her bifurcated tongue and she stares straight at you and you can see what a joint poking out of her throat making it tighten and whiten with with pressure uh and she seems to be kind of lurching towards you now onto you uh and and saliva seems to be dribbling unbidden from from the edges of her mouth which now start to split open Yeah, the man turns to you, Joy, and looks up at you and says, yes, we all drank it. (gasps) Uh, Okay. um, Roll for initiative. Four. Eight. Nineteen. Two. Okay, Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first I sigh like that, exactly like that. Uh... Uh, Dorothy, t- time to go. And I walk towards Dorothy with my gun uh, <laughs> pulled out now and fully loaded. Okay. <laughs> Dorothy, you hear Sebastian coming up behind you and saying it's time to go. Uh, but now the old woman or whatever is inside her, uh, it splits open. It's Her jaw just oh. comes clean off and her brittle parchment-like skin just peels away and you see a horrific ropey arm lunge out towards you. It grasps at your face 
and claws its nails across you. Uh, you take two points of damage. Oh my god. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> the man has now stopped talking and you can see that he stopped etching into his into his forearm um, and he's he's catatonic. He's not responding anymore. And the little girl's wailing is growing to an almost hysterically high pitch. Uh, but she doesn't do anything either right now. Cornelia. Uh, I've seen this woman's face split in two. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy has started screaming, I okay. assume. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm going to go over there. Um, oh, I don't have any weapons anymore. Unless I take off my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I like to beat the creature back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shoe. <laughs> Four. <laughs> okay. You approach the creature, um, and you're momentarily so revulsed by the horrific sight of it um, that you're not really sure which bit of it to beat with your shoe, uh, and you end up beating the flapping jaw that is hanging off of the side of this uh, horrific monstrosity um, to, to little effect. Uh, Dorothy. So is it holding on to me right now, or it's just it's not fully holding on to you, but it's like Han is it's, on you. Okay. Um, I mean, I am on two hit points, so I'm going to be quite conservative right now, and I think I'm just going to kind of uh, drop and try to like scrabble away, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. okay. She doesn't have any eyes anymore. I assume yeah. you've got your gun, right? I guess, yeah, what would you but shoot? I feel like that's yeah. What, a what would what I shoot? Like I just kind of think I want to get away. Yeah. I guess you can shoot her from further away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blank, so yeah. That, yeah. So you can crawl away from her, and you can still take a pot shot at disadvantage. Okay, I'm gonna do that. There. Yeah, I'll do that. Ten. Yep, that's a hit. Roll for damage. That's a. So that will be your one d ten, which is this one. Four. Wow. Okay, uh, a solid shot. Uh, and the bullet lances through some part of the anatomy of it. You can't really even tell which part, uh, but you see a little burst of blood coming out from the exit wound on the other side of it. It makes no discernible sound, save for maybe the wheezing sound indicating that you might have gone through part of something's lung. Uh, Joy? I'm going to get out my shotgun. Mm -hmm. I want to point it towards the man and say, stay where you are. Uh, Open your mouth. Like, is he going to burst open at any moment? I'm sort of backing away from him. Okay. Scared. Definitely is. His neck snaps up and looks at you and you can see that he seems to be retching or gagging on something. And as he opens his mouth, uh, make a will save. One. Oh. Wow. Okay. Before you even see what is inside his mouth, you can't stop yourself from pulling both triggers at the same time, unloading both barrels. Um, yeah. Make an attack roll at advantage. 20. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> roll 3d6 and then double the number and tell me what you get. So, yeah, roll these three. 12? 12. Okay. So double that. Oh, double that. Double that. 24. Wow. Okay. So the force of the blast sends you flying back as you fire both <laughs> barrels. Um, <laughs> yeah. You almost dislocate your shoulder with the force of firing it. Uh, the the man's not just head, but entire upper body seems to explode with the, with the full force of two shots being fired into him. 
there's very little left except for the stump of his legs and lower torso. Mm. Sebastian. Um, so I'm still marching towards Dorothy and Cornelia, although I do jump when Joey's <laughs> gun Yeah, I don't turn around, I keep marching. Um, and I'm just like, come on, let's go. And I'm just kind of trying to push Dorothy and Cornelia back towards Joy between, get get between them and the creature. Okay, uh, so you can see that the creature now is is this monstrosity. Yeah. Um, but you don't you don't attack it. You're able to kind of get between interpose um, yourself between them. But yeah, am I now in between? Like, I yeah, you sure that, I'm in between. that you can do. Yeah. Okay, then I guess I will. I might as well. I'll shoot it. Okay, go for it. Twelve. That's a hit. Roll for damage. It's a one d ten. Seven. Very nice. Okay. Uh, so the shot goes straight through the creature's well, what used to be the old woman's head, uh, but is now seemingly closer to the the elbow of whatever lies inside. Uh, It's a powerful shot, though, and you can see that it takes a chunk of its flesh out with it. uh, And the the creature starts uh, slumps to the ground entirely and starts scrabbling around wildly, kicking up bits of frozen mud and snow, uh, seemingly not really in control of its faculties anymore. So it starts flopping towards you, Dorothy, ineffectually, though. Uh, and its its hand tries to to grasp past Sebastian towards your ankle, uh, but Sebastian manages to just push it backwards with the heel of his boot, and it's still vaguely mobile and ambulatory, but not really seemingly in its death throes. Listen, ladies, I'm very tired. <laughs> I think we should just run away this time. Yes, but we have an opportunity to find out what it is. If we can kill it, we could, I don't know, like dissect her and see what on earth this creature is inside. We didn't get to do it in Kari Chow. We did do it in Egypt. <sighs> it's hands. It's, it's mainly hands. <laughs> it's full of hands. <laughs> <laughs> and this does seem to be different than what we saw in Hong Kong, in the sense that what we saw in Hong Kong was like people's faces, right? If yes. I vaguely remember, whereas this is, this is, this looks like it's what hands all the way down. What we saw in Hong Kong was it was more advanced somehow. Yeah, this is more right. basic, more primitive. Foot soldiers of evil. <laughs> the <laughs> tooth fairies. <laughs> Stop right. calling them that. <laughs> At this point, um, you notice that just as the old woman's uh, stirring ceases, you notice that the storm has also died down and abated around you. Okay. Uh, the last of the snow begins to drift to the ground and in the distance, on past the forest, you see the glimmering of what looks like an electric light, not a campfire, very near the edge of the horizon. You can just see it glinting every once in a while. And then behind you, the, the little girl, her wailing has now stopped. And her bushy hair is kind of covering her face as she looks down and she drops the straw doll. And then you can hear a retching sound. I think we just need to... I think we need to... Let's not... I'd rather not kill a child. I, or do we want the child to go through that experience of having a yeah. hand come up through her face? God. I think... I mean, I've already accidentally executed the old man. But I only had two shotgun shells and that's gone, so I feel like I need to ditch the shotgun. Is there anything around the camp in the way of, like, knives that maybe they'd be using? There are for... knives. There's a spear... <laughs> Okay, I take a knife and a spear. I mean, I have a revolver. 
You guys have guns. I don't. I no longer. If you want to kill the kid, I mean, I don't. I don't want to, but I mean, I also don't want to watch her get yeah. torn apart from we, the inside. We need to watch her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna walk towards the child, very, very sadly. Oh, 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 oh. oh god. Okay. So roll for initiative. Oh god, I don't know what's right or wrong here. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you get to go first. You get to. Lucky you. Um, Yeah, I'm going to try and shoot it in the head. Six. Okay, uh, you raise your pistol. Your hand is shaking violently. uh, And you're you're babbling to yourself, uh, trying to steal your, your will to actually go through with this horrific deed. Um, your aim goes wide, though, and it rips through the tent that she's standing in front of. Uh, her wailing, you can discern now that there are two separate voices that seem to to harmonize with each other in this wail, uh, one of which sounds like the voice of the child. Uh, another much more sinister alien voice seems to resonate with it. Uh, and she looks up straight at you, uh, with eyes that seem to be frozen with fear, and then she turns and runs into the snow much faster than you you would have thought possible, uh, falling on all fours and getting back up, but she's sprinting into the snow. Uh, although you did not have to, you didn't end up having to shoot the child, I'm going to need you to make a will save for having tried to shoot the child. 17. Okay, uh, you gain 10 dread from the, the mental exertion and the toll that it's taken on you. I, but so. I think I'm going to go over to Sebastian and just kind of put a hand on his shoulder. I don't think I'm going to say anything. But... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything either. I guess we'll just stand there. <laughs> Our heroes stand in silence, the snow falling gently around them. Dorothy's hands feel numb with the cold, and as she looks down at them, she sees she is gripping her revolver with white-knuckle force. She sinks to her knees, tired, anguished, and drops her gun onto the snow. These hands once held stethoscopes, she thinks. As Dorothy's head hangs in exhaustion, she remembers that they are doing good. We are good people, she says to herself. We are doing good. You've been listening to The Butchers of Goose Lake, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.